0: Real news Welcome everyone to the Tory says show. I'm your host Tori. today is the 26th of June and boy did this month go kind of sort of fast ish and now we're coming up to the July 4th celebrations. Uh, it's gonna be pretty awesome uh, I guess uh, next month around this time. For now, we'll just have to sit pretty and wait, basically. Uh, So today we're going to talk about a lot of things. In the second hour, we're going to touch on um, how what we're going to talk about in the first hour plays into understanding a little bit about what they call the Mandela Effect, which isn't really a thing. It was actually coined that when someone at a conference made no. Of you know the 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 big question, a lot of us believe, and i and I remember it too, right, that Nelson Mandela was killed in prison around the eighties, right? Nope, apparently he was released from prison, became president of South Africa, and then died in two thousand thirteen but And there's so many other such examples we'll talk about that in the second hour, but for the first hour, what I wanted us to do was. Take a listen to yesterday's interview with the president. Uh, So let's take a listen to what he had to say with Hannity at the beginning and then in the end.
1: All that we taped earlier today from an airplane hangar in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now, by the way, we followed all the rules and recommendations of the county in which we're doing this so as to have as many people as they recommended small crowd, but an enthusiastic group of people. Obviously, because of all that we've been dealing with with COVID-19, we had a lot of ground to cover tonight. Watch this. Thank you, Mr. President. Thanks for joining us. We're going to take some audience questions uh, uh, throughout the hour. You're here in Wisconsin. One of the things everybody's looking for, we'll get into more detail throughout the hour is the economy. You are going to leave this town hall and you're going to announce that you're building 20 new ships. You're rebuilding the military. And how many jobs well
2: it's going to be probably six thousand seven thousand jobs could go up to ten in wisconsin alone and it's a great shipyard that was on hard times and now it's a very good shipyard and a lot of people are going to be working and it's one of the most beautiful ships it looks like a yacht with a lot of ammunition on it i will tell you it's uh, it's really mm-hmm. something and uh, we'll probably end up with 20 or 25 and these are big ones, beautiful ships, and they do a beautiful job in Wisconsin. So I'm here It's sort of like a launch, we're starting work, and uh, the contract's are all given, and uh, you won it right here. So congratulations, folks.
1: Yeah. We, as a nation, we've been watching. There was universal agreement that what happened to George Floyd should never happen, can never happen again, I, and you've been very outspoken about it as well. But and they were peaceful protesters, but then there were people rioting. We see anarchy. We see rocks and bottles and bricks and Molotov cocktails thrown at police officers. Police precincts burned to the ground in Seattle, an autonomous zone that still remains, it's changing apparently today, but, you know, taken over, including a police precinct. And you're offering all of these states help, New York, Illinois, and and Washington. What are they telling you when you offer them help?
2: Well, first of all, we have arrested I think almost, but it could be over the number, hundreds of people. We have arrested a lot of people for what they've done. They've created uh, bedlam. They've destroyed very important things. I mean, you're also talking about statues of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, They'd like to get Jesus. You know that, right? They said, uh, we want to get
1: Jesus. They had Sean King, the radical, These have
2: nothing to do with uh, any particular event other than they're troublemakers or agitators and they're anarchists. The big thing they want is they want to really destabilize our country, and we don't let them. So I said to my people, if you've arrested so many, how come we don't know about it? They said, we don't talk about it, so we do it. But I said, I think the public should know it. And you know, we have a uh, statues act, a monument act, which puts you in jail for 10 years if you do what they've done. So we've got that. We've got all the tapes, because the nice part is it's all on television. Like the character on the horse the other day, he's up there putting on the ropes. He's in trouble on the Andrew Jackson beautiful it's beautiful right opposite the White House and you got to remember Andrew Jackson the Battle of New Orleans and uh, so much he was a very good president he was a great general and uh, you can't let that happen but they're after Abraham Lincoln and tonight I guess they're looking at Abraham Lincoln and that was the Emancipation Proclamation so you have that and you're signing Emancipation Proclamation and you have somebody I think that wasn't freed and he's getting up it's the position of he's getting up he's being freed by Abraham Lincoln and I can see controversy but I can also see beauty in it and it was paid for by slaves I don't know if you know that it was paid for because they were so grateful to the president it was paid for that reason and they want to take it down. And you know, we can take things down too. I can understand certain things being taken down, but they ought to go through a process legally. And then we take it down, in some cases, put them in museums or wherever they may go. But these are really rioters, and there are a lot of bad people involved. You know, they talk about protesters, and they're protesters, but there are beyond protesters too, and we're not going to allow it. So we have uh, many, many people under arrest. And we have some just from the other night in Washington, but I'm talking about in other states also.
1: You've offered help to New York. York. Excuse me,
2: by the way, and Washington is not D.C., not a state. Because if I say that, a little statement like that, sometimes I'll say, should I correct myself? Because the fake news will say he thought D.C. was a state. So I just want to make that clear so they can't do it. (laughs) Always predicting. Oh, by the way, they do it all the time. Um, You know what I mean?
1: Let's talk about these states, though. You see your old city, you're now a Florida resident. You're going to save a lot of money on taxes. There's there's no state income tax in Florida. But you see New York City, 350 percent increase. You see, in Chicago last weekend, 102 of our fellow citizens were shot. 12 were children and 14 died. The carnage existed all throughout these years that Joe Biden was vice president. Barack was president um i don't know any reforms that they put in place after ferguson or after baltimore or many other incidents yeah, they did virtually
2: nothing and i call him corrupt joe he's corrupt and you look at that administration they have had more and when you see what's happening because you saw the notes now from the oval office meeting and all of the things we're going to get to that. what's happening is a disgrace this is a corrupt situation we caught them spying on my campaign they were spying I said that a long time ago, remember? But I said it without great knowledge. It turned out to be correct. They were spying on my campaign. And if that were the other way around, if it was switched with Democrat and Republican, the opposite way, uh, you'd have people in jail for 50 years for what they did because that's treason. That's a terrible thing, what they did. And what they've done to people like General Flynn and like others is disgraceful.
1: disgraceful. I want to get back to that. I want to stay on this issue, though. If we are to become a more perfect union, and if we really want to pursue happiness, we first have to have law and order. Correct. Okay, these big cities, we've watched Chicago violence now for how long? All through the Obama, Joe Biden administration. Years ago. They barely mentioned it in eight years. You see Seattle, you see New York City. We see now people dying in the autonomous zone. I don't know how people can Pursue their happiness and dreams in life if they don't have basic fundamental security you can't
2: You can't look Chicago's an example. It's like worse than Afghanistan It's worse than I shouldn't say because they're working with us Honduras Guatemala they're all working with us now, you know, we have our lowest numbers We have phenomenal numbers on the border border patrol has done a great job We built 220 miles of wall going up very rapidly we should be doing about 10 miles a week now and uh, we're gonna have uh, it'll be completed very soon Uh, but what we've done there is incredible but you look at honduras uh, guatemala all of these different places we have cities that are worse in some cases far worse take a look at detroit take a look at what's happening in oakland take a look at what's happening in baltimore and everyone gets upset when i say it they say oh is that a racist statement it's not a racist Frankly, black people come up to me, say, thank you. Thank you, sir, for saying it. They want help. These cities, it's like living in hell. But last uh, last week, and I think two weeks before that, they shot 14 and 18 people killed and 68 people in Chicago.
1: 104 last weekend.
2: If I've ever seen a case, I know it's very controversial to say stop and frisk. Okay, stop and frisk, you take guns away. Chicago is the greatest example I think I've ever seen of that. Rudy Giuliani was a great mayor. He did it in New York. He started it and it worked great. Bloomberg blew it because he went crazy with it. And, you know, ultimately, he took away a lot of rights and a lot of it wasn't a good job. He did. But Rudy Giuliani started stop and frisk and he did a great. It was a great thing he did for New York.
1: The murder rate went for those that don't know i lived in new york city at the time they drove it all the way down to 500 and what they did is they went into the areas that had the highest incidence of crime that's right and saved a lot of lives so we're americans i think we can do anything i'm that optimistic we could stop the violence right we could stop it quickly and at some
2: point in the not too distant future i'm going to do it and if they don't do something with seattle We're going to do that. We're going to go in there because what's happening they're taking over American cities. By the way, in all cases, it's Democrats. They're Democrat run in all cases. And Joe Biden would have that be the whole country. It's so crazy what's happening. Here's a guy doesn't talk. Nobody hears him. Whenever he does talk, he can't put two sentences together. I don't want to be nice or unnice, okay? But, I mean, the man can't speak. And he's going to be your president because some people... Don't love me, maybe. And, you know, all I'm doing is doing my job. Don't forget, before the China plague came in and it's a China plague, before that came in, we had the best job numbers we've ever had. We had the best economy we've ever had. We had the best stock market we've ever had, which, by the way, is getting very close to those numbers anyway. And in Nasdaq, it's actually beat those numbers. But we have the best numbers we've ever had. African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American, women, uh, young people without a diploma young people with a diploma college everything everything we had the best numbers we've ever had the best economy we've ever had i was absolutely doing a number on china not that i want to but we're taking billions and billions away china ran away from us when we had they were going to take over our country if i didn't come along they would have taken over our country what they did to obama and biden they ripped off this country hundreds of billions of dollars a year going into China, and nobody said anything. They didn't even talk about it. You know, it's not like we had a bad deal with China. It was worse, we had no deal. They did whatever, and I get along very well with them. I said, how did it happen? They said, nobody ever asked. Nobody said we're gonna make a deal. We're taking in hundreds of billions of dollars worth of tariffs, and we're not paying for them. China is paying for them because they devalue their currency. So, we've done an incredible job. We beat China badly. China had the worst year they've had in 67 years prior to the plague coming in. They had the worst year they had in 67 years because of the tariffs and all of the things that I've done. But he'll say he got beat in the China deal. They didn't do a China deal. China ate our lunch before me and they would have destroyed our country. China, in my opinion, would have destroyed our country economically if I didn't get elected. And many other things. Coronavirus. We did the ventilators. We didn't have any ventilators. We did the ventilators. We did so
1: much. Ten days after the first identified case of coronavirus in the United States, you implemented a travel ban, followed by a quarantine that had not happened in 50 years, and then subsequent travel bans. Joe said it was hysteria, xenophobic, and fear-mongering. Well, he didn't say it.
2: They have people that write, you know, I'll make a statement. It'll be a nice statement. It'll be a little complex, or maybe it's not complex. And they will have that statement analyzed, and they'll say, Vice President Biden said, and they'll have it broken down. And I said, he didn't say that. He never said xenophobic, because I don't think he knows what the word means. But he said it was xenophobic. It was horrible. So I made the That was at the end of January. That's very early, January. January thirty. Nancy Pelosi and many other people, including Republicans, were... Months later, they were saying, "You know, let's go to Chinatown and celebrate." Nancy Pelosi was celebrating in the
1: streets February 24th.
2: Of Correct in the streets of Chinatown, and then they, you know, there's no business like this. They just, you could do a great job, like Schumer. I did a phenomenal job on a trade deal, and they asked him, "What do you think of the deal?" Oh, I didn't like it. No good. No good. He never even saw the deal. It's just like an automatic thing. Do you hear the sound of that helicopter? Is that yeah. a beautiful sound? Beautiful sound. Made in the USA. <laughs>
1: it's all made in the USA. You mentioned earlier my list. Look, we're beginning. I was a little surprised. I'm not going to lie. They had predicted for May nine and a half million jobs lost. UN, we ended up gaining 2.5 million. Almost three. We had the largest retail sales month. I, I don't know if you all saw the numbers. 18%. That's a record. So here's my list. And we had a pretty good number come out today on jobs, too. Yeah, well, I didn't pretty see the number. numbers.
2: Uh, no, also better than projected, but more importantly, so we have more cases because we do the greatest testing. If we didn't do testing, we'd have no cases. Other countries, they don't test millions. So up to almost 30 million tests. So when you do 30 million, you're going to have a kid with the sniffles and they'll say it's uh, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. I said the other night, there were so many names to this. That I could name 19 names like Corona-19, but I could name 19 names. But the fact is that there's never been a thing like this. We've done 30 million, almost, we'll be there probably today or tomorrow, 30 million tests. Now, when you do tests, you have cases. But what they don't say is there are fewer deaths than there have been, way, way down. And our mortality rate is among the best countries in the world, meaning people that die. Because a lot of these tests, it's a case, it's a kid doesn't even know. In some cases, it's people that didn't even know they were sick maybe they weren't but it shows up in a test so they'll say 30 million tests now you have a big percentage of that but other countries do very few tests so it shows they have very few cases and sometimes i jokingly say or sarcastically say if we didn't do tests we'd look great you know what it's not the right thing to do
1: treatment vaccine where are we so i
2: think the vaccines are coming along great and i think the what they call therapeutics are coming along great and i think we're going to have an answer very soon very soon indeed i think uh it will be uh even before the end of the year we'll have a vaccine we have great companies and we're totally mobilized you know military is doing it we're ready to go as soon as they have it we will be distributing that all over the country
1: let me go We talked about my list earlier so joe biden was vice president for eight years He has a record that at some point I assume somebody might have to ask him or maybe you will when you debate him if he shows up, which is a question we will find out in the future. But 13 million more Americans after eight years were on food stamps, 8 million more in poverty, the lowest labor participation rate since the 70s, worst recovery since the 40s, lowest home ownership rate in 15 years. Now I look at your record pre-coronavirus. Record after record low unemployment with every African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, you know the list, even African-American youth unemployment. And I want to get to the issue because it it seems like if we look and compare and contrast historically black colleges, a five-year commitment with more money than ever before, opportunity zones, I think one of the biggest changes is Criminal 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 justice reform.
2: Well, the biggest thing, criminal justice reform, uh, Obama and Biden never even tried it. And that was something so important for the black community. They came to me. They were they wanted it so badly because it is. It's a very unfair situation. And they came. So unfair I
1: did, to minorities,
2: especially minorities and especially black and Hispanic. It's so unfair. And I said, why wasn't this done before? Now, Obama didn't try if he did, he may come out and say, we did try, but, you know, he didn't get it done. I got it done. People said you wouldn't be able to get it done. I got it done. With the help of some very good Republicans that, frankly, they could have uh, gone either way on it, to be honest. Although we had some very strong conservative Republicans, like Mike Lee, Republicans that wanted it very much. Chuck Grassley, some great, strong, conservative Republicans that wanted it very much. So, it, you know, it's both ways. Very unusual. You had some very strong conservatives and you also had some really really liberal people but we did criminal justice reform nobody thought it was possible to get it done I got it done they couldn't get it done and then they'll say such horrible things I mean on the campaign they'll say such horrible things about me it's a very unfair business but the ad he did this morning, it's a great ad for them I got beaten by China. Wrong. I beat China very badly.
1: Wait, I got. Wait, I, might, I didn't do this. A
2: coronavirus.
1: I might I, take Joe's side, though, because I don't think your son got one point five billion dollars. That's right.
2: That's right. It's a way of looking. True. I'll tell you. you know. now, nobody's ever seen anything like that. But what they'll do is they'll take five or six points and just say a loss. And if you look at what we've done on ventilators, on testing again, where we have 30 million. Germany is second with maybe four maybe 5 million. So Germany's gonna show fewer cases because they're testing far fewer people, different size countries and all, but uh, they're testing far fewer people.
0: So this is where I'm gonna stop it because here is where um, President Trump answers to um, mainstream media issues, which we don't care about because we all know that the polls are fixed. We all know that the mainstream media, that includes Fox, will say what their pockets say. And so we don't care because for some reason, people think that, uh, Republicans are what Republicans were in the past. They're not. And, uh, there is a new face of the Republican party. It is the face of people that wish to know the truth, that wish to have equality and that wish to have control over their lives. This is the difference Between anything before and now, before a presidency of Trump, people were all about Republican, Democrat, liberal, not liberal, uh, Constitution, libertarians, constitutionalists, just, 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 just. And now it's emerging that it's just people that want control of their own ability to survive and, and, and by survive means their lives, how they play out their predestined, uh, programs, their life, their aspirations, their wants, their needs. This is why when I saw, uh, the lion, um, logo for President Trump, I thought, this is it. That's what we need to be pushing. No more elephant, right? No more donkey, which tells you everything you need to know. We're lions. We're lions, lions and lambs, lions. We are the kings of our kingdom. My kingdom is me, right? I, I'm i the king of, 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 of Tory's life. And you're the king of your life. That is the way we should live by governing our own selves. Because the only thing you own, you don't own a house. You don't own a car. That's not going anywhere with you. When you die, you are not taking it with you. The only thing you actually own is your soul, your psyche, your thoughts. That is the ultimate prize that they wish to win. And they do this by hijacking your reality because the reality only exists in your mind. Yes, we share reality because we accept the common reality to make sense of our own. But it's really not. As such, we share a common reality because we choose to. This is something we need to understand carefully. Now, obviously, it's going to go to a break uh uh now in just a bit but i wanted to hear th- with you this question that was posed to the president take a listen
2: president Trump. windows right windows yes. you know i bought a lot of warsaw windows over the years <laughs> and you know it's uh, i shouldn't give them a free commercial but they did a good job it's a great window they are wisconsin
3: love it up here thank you es un honor, señor presidente. my cuban
2: background good
3: I have a question for you. I appreciate so much what you have done for this country, and I know it's been tough. What do you think is your
0: greatest accomplishment in your eyes? So so I want you guys to think, if you were to answer that question for President Trump, what do you think his biggest accomplishment until, uh, you know, today? Up until today, what is his biggest accomplishment? See, the accomplishments that he has succeeded in, um, well, the tasks that he's taken and succeeded or not, are all uh, in the eyes of the beholder. It could be something tangible, could be something intangible. For me, I can say, I think his biggest accomplishment is empowering the people. Empowering the people to want to be independent. Empowering the people to want to have a nation that dictates its own economy. Empowering the people to not be afraid to say what they want to say. Empowering the people to remember that being free is more important than the short-term game. Empowering people. That, for me, is one of the biggest achievements this man has, you know... (laughs) Uh, done up until today is the empowerment because with empowerment you have willpower and with willpower you have determination and if your determination is to be free and independent is to be free of these invisible chains then the next step is to just wake up and see exactly what the world is for what it is through your eyes Now, welcome back. Now, let's listen to President Trump's answer to the question of what his greatest achievement has been.
2: A lot of people think it's the fact that we will have, I think, before I finish this term, we'll have close to 300 judges, federal judges. A lot of people think because that's a, a record, that's a number that nobody can even believe. And part of it was that President Obama was unable to get judges approved in a large number, about 142 judges. So I took it off, got them approved, and then got a lot approved beyond. So we'll be close to 300, and two Supreme Court judges, great ones. And so I think a lot of people would say that. I think one of them, oh, is our military. We have Space Force, which we've added after 76 years. We've added a new branch of the military. It's a big deal, a very important deal, because space is going to be very important. It already is. I would say the rebuilding of the military and the taking care of our vets, We had a 91% shown approval rating the other day. The VA, the VA was a disaster. All of my life, I've seen these horror stories. I don't want to, I don't want to really jinx it because they'll go around, find somebody that's unhappy, but you don't see that anymore. And our administrator, our secretary has done a fantastic job. And we're at 91% approval rating with the VA. And we got veterans choice approved and veterans accountability. That's where you can fire people that do a bad job. You couldn't do it before very hard to get they tried to get it for 50 years because the civil service unions etc you couldn't you know get it I got it and the other thing is veterans choice where if they can't see a doctor we have great doctors in the VA but if you can't see a doctor you go out and you get a private doctor we pay the bill and it's you have no idea how great it's been and it's actually you save money believe it or not but you have no idea we save lives tremendous number of lives and I would say that's an achievement. But, you know, we've done a lot with the largest tax cuts ever, the largest regular. If you look at our regulation cuts, Sean, more than any other administration in history, whether it's eight years or in one case, more than that, we cut regulations. And we have we still have a lot more. We're going to be cutting over the next month and a half, two months. So we've done a lot and we're very proud of it. And. Uh, we had the best, uh, you know, until this artificial problem, because I call it an artificial problem. We had to turn off our country to save millions of lives, and now we've turned it back on, and it's coming back much faster than anybody thought possible. So we've done a lot of things, but, you know, it could be judges, could be the military.
1: Thank you. Thank you Linda. Two questions. The question I get asked most often, I said about the people that love and support you, they want to know, why you fight so hard with the media why do you fight against them why do you you know you take on anybody that that goes on and you answered this interestingly in the martha and brett town hall and for those that say well maybe you shouldn't fight on all these issues what do you say to that i
2: don't think i have a choice if i didn't take on the media i guarantee i wouldn't be here with you tonight i'd be watching on television maybe i'd be in the crowd what I'd be watching, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be interviewed. You couldn't win. And I have it even to this day. I mean, every... The New York Times is so dishonest. The Washington Post is so dishonest. They write things, you can do something great and they can make it sound horrible. You can do something good and they can make it sound beyond belief bad like it's the worst thing ever. Uh, or, and I said it a little bit before, you can do something great and it doesn't get reported. That's in a way just as bad, because a lot of people can figure it out. The level of dishonesty in the media is, I think they're the most dishonest people I've ever dealt with. Now, not everybody, you have honest, you're an honest journalist, you're a great journalist. You know, we have great journalists. Look at the Pulitzer Prize. The Pulitzer Prize is very embarrassed. It's lost a lot of its credibility because all these writers got Pulitzer Prizes on the Russia, 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 and they were all wrong. But John Solomon and all of the people that you that you deal with. And you, by the way, uh, Laura, Mm Lou Dobbs, your Fox and Friends people that are great, great group in the morning, including the weekends, to be honest, with Pete. But but you have some great people. But they got Pulitzer Prizes on Russia, Russia, Russia. And they were wrong.
1: Now, the committee should be right on the deep state. They were wrong. Three no, right years. years. They were wrong for three years. You were
2: years. right on Ukraine. The Ukraine thing was a hoax. It was a pure hoax. They took a... Per- Think of it. They impeached a duly elected president of the United States on a perfect conversation. Actually, there were two conversations. The first one was hello, goodbye. They don't even talk about that. The second one was about the same thing. They impeached a president of the United States. Now, in all fairness, the Republican Party was great. Because I got 196 to nothing Republican votes in the House. And 52 and a half to a half, Romney, Romney, Uh, too bad. But half of, you know, I I call it 52 and a half to a half because he had two votes. One was yes. But we did. They were great. The Republican Party was great. They were steadfast because they knew it was a hoax. It was purely a party line impeachment. Nothing like that's ever happened before.
1: To add to that, they had to ignore Joe on tape saying, you're not getting the billion unless you're the prosecutor investigating my zero experience on making millions. But with that said, Jim is with us from beautiful Wisconsin. Hey, Jim.
2: Thank you, Sean. Mr. President, welcome to Green Bay, Wisconsin and northeast Wisconsin. Thank you. Great to have you with us. My question for you is with all the unrest we've seen across the country and right here in the state of Wisconsin last night in our capital city. Yes. A senator was beaten. Uh, Lady Forward was ripped off her pedestal. We lost some other statues. What steps is the administration taking to uh, give us back our streets? So, very strong. You happen to have a Democrat governor right now. If you would have had Governor Walker, that wouldn't have happened. That's wouldn't right. Wouldn't have happened. I mean, I'm not saying it. If, you were, if Scott were your governor, that would not have happened. But it did happen, and it was a shame. And the person they beat up was a Democrat who happened to be gay and he was probably out there rooting him on or something because Democrats think it's wonderful that they're destroying our country it's a very sick thing going on nobody's ever seen it uh, Biden is is going to be look I don't think Biden's a radical left but it doesn't matter because they're going to just do whatever they want to do they'll take him over he can't he can't perform he's not going to be able to perform he's shot he's shot whether you like it or not he's shot the radical left is going to take him over. Look what happened. Elliot Engel was a pretty mainline guy. He lost by like 37 points or so. He got just he just got killed in the election we just had yesterday. He was supposed to be a shoe in and he got hit by a strong far left candidate. Uh, you have a couple of other Congress men and women that probably are going to lose or are going to lose very close, too close to call. Look at what's happened to the Democrats. And these are real lefties. These are people that that take a look at Venezuela. Venezuela was a very rich country, a great country, a beacon. Twenty years ago, 15 years ago, people looked richest country in Latin South America, richest, everything good. They don't have food. They don't have water. They have death all over. People have nothing. It's the same exact mindset and philosophy that we have today on attack. And it won't happen. Not while I'm here. It won't happen. But a guy like Biden, he's going to have no power to do anything about it. And they're dragging him. I don't know if you saw Bernie Sanders said, my sole focus now is to take Joe Biden way left. They're going to do it because there's nobody in the center left. He was left anyway. But there's nobody in the center or center left. I mean, it's, it's a disgrace what's happened to our country. Now, with that being said, the Republicans have to get tougher, and I'm telling them all the time, because they're sitting back, they want to be politically correct, they think, oh, it's terrible to say something bad. No, 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 I told them, you'll see, if anyone attacks, I stopped it the other night, I stopped it a number of times, but you'll see what's happening, and we told them, every night we're gonna get tougher and tougher. And at some point, there's going to be retribution because there has to be. These people are vandals, but they're agitators, but they're really they're terrorists in a sense. So I think you'll be extremely impressed. But you have to put pressure also. I love the Republicans. I told you they came for me 100 percent. I'm at 96 percent approval rating of the Republican Party. But I said, you're going to have to get tougher. You can't be politically correct anymore because we're really fighting something that's very
0: dangerous. It is dangerous, and we're seeing it happen. It's all happening right now in front of us. The reasons that it's happening right now, I've said. Yesterday I tweeted out, hey, it's not a coincidence that we have these protests. I said this on air. It's not a coincidence. And I even said this, and I'm so glad to see the president say exactly what I said. All of those mayors, governors, and people, these protesters— are all going to be tried as enemy combatants as part of this attack on our nation. All of this is happening. All of it, including coronavirus. The fact that we are ushering coronavirus into our nation. They are infecting people. Look at where we have a sudden spike. It's to divert the attention from what's really happened. What is really happening? Oh, and it's so well-timed with the fact that Barack Hussein Obama was called out for treason. And then this happened? Really? It's because they want to distract you. What happened? What is happening is a diversion. It's kind of like a sleight of hand kind of move, right? Look here. Look here. Look here. Don't look over here. Look here. Look here because we're all going to go to jail. So many people, so many people, so much extremism, so much chaos involved. These first, this first half of this year is because people are waking up. People are starting to see that two plus two is actually four. People are starting to see that what they're being told is four false. What they're being pushed is false. And then we have people that go and protest and protest. What's changing? Nothing. You just destroy everything. You're helping them show the shiny object. Show, show, show. Instead of working together to get out of enslavement, they are actively working with these people to enslave us. That's what they're doing. They want to keep you asleep. They don't want you to see what it is. These statues being erased is just a faster solution for them. That's what it is. They want things removed. So that way, when the shift happens to where they want this timeline to go, uh, that is where it's going to go. Money is being pumped into academic institutions, has been pumped into academic institutions so that you forget, so that you know the history they want you to know. Because like I've said, you cannot change history. You can only change the future. No one can go back in time and change things. But those back in time can peek forward to change. Now, this has been happening for eons. This has been happening for every single moment. But what I'll tell you now, and I want you to sit on it just for a bit. This very second that you hear me is already the past and is already the future. Every single moment that you experience already has a past and already has a future. You can be in the future and in the past in every single moment. That is actually mathematically proven. So in order for us to have control of how our future from this moment is, from this fixed point in time, is by ensuring that the history that we know, that we believe is true, that we believe is the history of this moment. And at this time, we know that Abraham Lincoln was the president against slavery. Yes? Well, we need to preserve that. Because that's just one of many memories that we need to remember. Many knowledges, lots of knowledge of history that we know that is the foundation for our future. When you remove all notions of history, all notions of the past, uh, well then it's like having a tree with no roots. Yes. Having a house with no floor. That is exactly what it is, which means that you are at the mercy of whoever is giving you that makeshift floor, that life raft while you float with a roof and no floor. History repeating itself (laughs) is horrible. And boy, has history repeated itself. If you close your eyes, you can see it. You can see it. Close your eyes. Doesn't literally mean close them. It means empty. It means just empty. If a hundred people lived on this planet and 98 of them said the United States of America never existed. And those 98 people created humans and they said the United States of America never existed and taught them that. How quickly would the existence of the United States of America be eradicated from the moment it was spoken? Words have uh, a weird way of working. Hmm. You would think, you know, so many people in the past have been called prophets or, you know, Oh, Whoa, look at this story looks kind of bizarre and prophetic. Knew how to peak, were able to peak. Obviously, it was uh, technology not of their time per se, because we say so, right? Only because we believe that everyone before us was extremely primitive, even though there's evidence that, you know, what is it, 2020 now? So, mm, one, two, three, four, five, six. So, 8,220 years ago, there were sewage systems and flushing toilets and stuff in Greece, but you know, they were primitive and stuff. That's how they want you to perceive history. Perception of the past is very important because if we do not learn the actual history, but only what is perceived or told to us, we are not only destined to repeat it, but destined to be enslaved to those that change it for us. Huh. Protesting. Protesting. Do you know how many people are protesting? Not as many as you would think. I know there's a lot of people that are pessimistic and angry, and they show it. Even my most beloved showed it.
4: Loud on the right. But the fact is that President Trump could well lose this election. In fact, unless fundamental facts change soon, it could be tough for him to be reelected the president does lose, that would mean that just a few months from now, Joe Biden would become the president. The United States government would fall under the control of the radicals who control Joe Biden, and they will remake the country. Now, we're fully aware that virtually nobody watching this show tonight wants to hear that, but it's true. And key people around the president know that it's true. They've seen the numbers. They're concerned. At some point in the future, historians will marvel at the fact that the president lost ground during a pandemic and then during mass riots. Both crises should have highlighted his strengths. They were naturals for him. Alone among national leaders, Donald Trump warned Americans for decades about China and the perils of globalization. Everything about the Wuhan coronavirus proved Donald Trump right. China really is our main global adversary. The Chinese government really does want to take over the world. Meanwhile, the fact that we sent our manufacturing base abroad really has weakened us badly. The most powerful nation on Earth no longer makes antibiotics. Maybe we're not as powerful as we think. All of that is very obvious now after the pandemic. But Donald Trump called it. You'd think voters would reward him for that. You'd think the riots would have increased their support for him. An awful lot of people voted for Donald Trump precisely to avoid a moment like the one we're now in. None of this arrived suddenly, we saw it coming. Social cohesion in America has been eroding for decades. People sensed that, it made them nervous. It should make them nervous. Donald Trump seemed like insurance against the consequences of that. The core appeal of Trump was, if things ever started to fall apart, he would defend you. Yes, he was loud and crude, most bodyguards are. Only a man like Donald Trump was tough enough to fight the creeping authoritarianism of the education cartel in corporate America. If Trump got elected, you could say what you really believe. The basic promise of America could be restored. You could live with dignity. Under Donald Trump, you wouldn't be forced to mouth the lyrics to some repulsive little orthodoxy you hate. You could declare out loud that all lives matter because all lives do matter. God made us all. And if you can't say that, what's the point of living here? Donald Trump never quite articulated any of this in a precise way. He's not an intellectual or an ideologue. But it was obvious he felt it strongly Trump's gut level instincts were on the side of order and tradition and stability, and they still are. And yet, when widespread looting and disorder arrived, the president did not act as decisively as many had hoped. He said little. He did less. Some voters felt undefended. Some turned against him. Why did this happen? Well, there are many reasons. Trump was exhausted, for one thing, after three years of defending himself against Russiagate, the most elaborate and effective hoax in American history. And his staff did not very much to help. Some of them were actively disloyal, most were just confused. They definitely were not prepared for Chinese viruses or burning cities. But the administration's main problems were conceptual. Few seemed to understand what was really happening. Their first mistake was forgetting the primary rule of Washington. In an election year, Everything that happens is about the election. There are no exceptions to that rule. Washington is a political city. It's run by politicians. If the Chinese Navy sailed up the Potomac in the fall of an election year, the first thing most people in D.C. would wonder is, how's that going to affect turnout? That's who they are. It's how they think. So only the naive were surprised when Democratic governors immediately used the coronavirus quarantines to punish people who didn't vote for them. Christian churches and small businesses were locked down. Weed shops and abortion clinics stayed open. Most Trump voters seemed not to notice. They accepted the restrictions without question. This was a health crisis, and they wanted to do the right thing. So they obeyed. They cowered in their homes. And that's exactly where Democratic leaders wanted them. Cut off from one another, atomized and alone. The few conservatives who tried to organize resistance to the lockdowns were indicted or threatened with arrest. None of this had anything to do with public health, of course. It was electoral politics, an especially brutal form of it. Republican leaders, meanwhile, were remarkably slow to catch on to what was happening. Some of them aren't very bright, but most just couldn't imagine anyone acting with that level of cynicism and ruthlessness. Their good faith made them vulnerable to their opponents' lies. They were used. In the days after George Floyd died, these same trends accelerated dramatically. It all happened so fast. That it seemed like chaos at the time, but it wasn't chaos. There was design just beneath the surface.
0: Exactly. Design. And in some cases, lootery and thuggery were being propped up. We had Nancy Pelosi award uh, a memorial flag to George Floyd's family. for a, From one career criminal to another, and that is simply to divert attention from what was really happening. The economic system that Trump rebuilt was being destroyed so that everyone can be unemployed, everybody can be dependent on the nation. And yep, there we go. Even, listen to this, we're the United States of America, but did you know that the GDP of Britain had fallen By 20% in April in Britain, the crown, of course, the crown, the crash of 2008, right? That everybody keeps talking about was 1% in a month. This we're talking 20% of the crown dropped again. It is not about us. It was never about us. It was about them. It was about them it was about them. So they decided to divert the attention to make us all sick, to destroy our economy. So we don't know that they are melting. Yes, exactly that. So the only way that they can force us to bail them out, which is what is the currency that they demand? Ah, it's you. You are the currency. Nothing is free. If it's free, you are the product. So in order to bail them out, they had to make us beg them to bail us out. And in exchange, we will give them our freedoms, our lives, and our thoughts, and we will submit. This is what they wanted, but it's not going to work. As long as the president has the right people By his ear, he's going to be just fine. We're going to be just fine. And we're not going to lose these elections because it's not just the American people that are depending on it. Everyone is. I'll see you guys shortly after the break. Real news. All right. Welcome back, everyone. So in this hour, I'm going to show you just how um, the Mandela effect is uh, what you are seeing because they can no longer do the sleight of hand movements, something that they were supposed to do over the next two decades. They've crammed it into one election year because they know their jig is up. So as we see uh, now with all this uh, chaos and these distractions and this coronavirus, right? New one coming in. Look at where the infections are. Texas, they're smuggling in infections. 2.0 coming in hard and fast. They're shutting down our sports. They don't want us because social distancing is what we need. This new season, we're, we're supposed to be having baseball start. We need to be having football stuff. W- w- where is it? Nowhere. Because COVID-19 came in and it's destroyed everything. And the authorities tell you, you should not be congregating. You should all be apart. You should all stay away. No stadiums to cheer your teams. Nothing. Nothing. They want to create chaos and fear. They want you to have your arms up in the air desperate, especially now, between now and 2030, which is important because this is how you transform what is real and what is not. This is how it is. This was supposed to be done slowly and they've pushed it up. (laughs) They lost all their money and they want you to pay for it now. This is it connect the dots see what they don't want you to see social distancing keeping you apart being terrified of every person you see i told you this is a tsunami of contradictions that we are seeing this ridiculous ridiculous social distancing i personally have to go to the doctor And I know that when I go, I will have to have some procedure done and, uh, you know, and I've been putting it off for a while because with social distancing, my child won't be able to see me. I won't be able to see her. No one will be able to see me or have contact with me and make sure that I'm okay. That's a problem for me. But it actually makes sense if you think about it. It's the common denominator of the way they operate and everything they do in this world. It serves their agenda. Enslavement. It's a cult. A global cult against humanity. And you are their servants, like it or not. Their agenda comes first. What they want must be done. If they don't want it, it's banned. It's not suppressed. It's banned. The media is the only one that they rely on to promote and support their agenda. Every single one of them, even the people you think are on your side, think they don't like it. It's demonized, it's silenced, it's deplatformed everything. They control everything at any time in history. But in order to make it happen, you must divide them. You know what the prime example is? The kingdom of Greece. Did you know about the empire of Greece? A lot of people don't know that history. That history of how the empire of Greece surpassed that of the Roman empire that collapsed when they weaponized Catholicism. Greece, huge. Their epicenter was Constantinople, Istanbul known today, right? And in 1421 is when they broke. Do you know how they broke? Because they divided people. They divided the people of Greece to those that were accepting of the migrants coming in from the east and the southeast, from the Middle East, from Turkey, from Mongolia, from everywhere. They demonized them. How dare you say that our empire will not accept them as is. But they're bringing rapists their their culture is completely we, we have all this science and and we're so advanced and we're so open you know homosexuality was out in the open bisexuality was out in the open arts everything but they were bringing in disease and what happened you're so racist they destroyed them and income all of them marching right through guess who they used yes indeed So the Turks come in, the barbarians, as they call them. And I've read those history scrolls in the library in Athens, you know, with the little gloves and everything. I'm like, funny, right? This isn't anywhere in history books. And what happened to the Greeks? They became slaves. 400 years in slavery. And do you know what the first thing the invaders did? They desecrated every single church, every single temple. They raped and killed the young. They threw them off cliffs. That's the real story of Greece. This is why I'm so upset that even though they revolted in 1821, 400 years later, they revolted and they gained their independence on March 25th, 1821. Here they are again, forfeiting their rights. (laughs) to the Europeans. Only this time they didn't come on camelback and horseback with big swords. They came with their banks rather than their tanks and they took over everything. Slaves. Dividing people once again. Divide to rule because united you cannot. People in their house Telling you to keep a distance, six feet apart. This is the way you're going to go in the supermarket. It's one way or the highway. You must wear masks because then soon you won't be personal with people. You won't interact. You won't want to go up close and talk to someone or give them a hug because you could die distancing the human interaction and insert entertainment and in sports where you won't even know that the athlete you're watching take that ball into the end zone doesn't even exist that's the future they want that's the other reality hanging right by the one we're at don't 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 get me wrong and to my subscribers on subscribe star again a million thank yous for your subscription no matter how big or small your monthly contribution is it is helping me put together so many things honestly i i can't i can't even begin to say thank you uh but you got the more detailed scoop, which I'm not going to put, but in, in, in for you out there. So you understand how timelines work. Think of it as a spectrum. So today is this, and then there's other today's, other moments just now as you're listening to me that are very similar. Only after you listen to me, you might have a coffee. You might not. You might cross your legs. You might not. You might lift your hand. You might not. Until it gets to that point uh that they want a spectrum. It is so incredible what we are seeing. These protests are dangerous. These things are dangerous. Why? Because people believe it is real. That COVID-19 is highly infectious. highly infectious. It is a scam. It's all a scam. They claim this is an infectious disease. No, it's not. They need to put it and give it to you. Understand you can't pick it up off the surface or because someone's talking to you. It is a problem. Protests against stay-at-home orders were done. Weren't they peaceful? Asking. I mean, it's okay to protest without social distancing, right? Because the people that were protesting against stay-at-home orders are the ones that didn't want to social distance either. Yet, here we are with the people that believe that social distancing must be imposed, that you must wear a mask, are shoulder-to-shoulder breaking and burning things. Why do people like Soros and corporations like Dyncor or Cisco <laughs> or Twitter or Facebook, why do they fund Black Lives Matter? Why does Cisco fund Black Lives Matter when they don't give a dime what happens to black Americans. Ask them. Ask Twitter how many black employees that aren't janitors or coffee makers work in their company. Ask Zuckerberg. How many in Facebook that aren't your janitors, that aren't your coffee people are actually working at Facebook? I wrote an article about it. Super racist. It's less than 1%, yet they support Black Lives Matter. Again, please. Why are they funding this? Because they are trying to force you to go their way. They need their reality to manifest because if it does not, the cult (laughs) will be out. If you have children, you are the problem. These are the same people that were behind slaves, that were behind prison camps, that were behind... The Nazis, they're all behind Black Lives Matter. All of them being used so they can reality hack you. Evolution, revolution, or extinction. Are you kidding? Evolution. How can someone say evolution, revolution, or extinction? I I saw this on the video that I'm going to play for you in a little bit. And I'm thinking, well, hold on, evolution is all about evolving and changing and accepting what has happened and moving on from it, not destroying it. Now, I want you to listen to a video that the Daily Caller just put out in their article. Apparently, there was a man in Chaz really, really fed up. He said, This is not a black movement. And in the video, there's a woman screaming that the Republican party is the party of blacks. The same Democrats that hated people from the beginning are the same ones who hate black people now. Why is it so hard to understand that? Why are they so insanely adamant to think that the Democrats like them? If they cared for them, they would make sure that their communities had the best schools. They would make sure that they would have the ability to get good jobs, good access to health care. Think about it. All the minorities live in the worst areas. Why? Because no one cares about them. They only care about black lives when it's time for a vote. Why can't anybody see that? Move
3: Move the f*** out of my way.
5: So
0: black man versus black man? This is what they want. You can't see it, I can't. So I'll tell you what we're what I'm seeing. Flipping over this everything in Chaz.
4: Move. You know damn right it's not a black move. Get your own f- moving. Cause what you guys doing over here? Nobody's gonna hear.
6: I'm not voting in Joe Biden. You want to see? You want to see a bunch of black people go to jail by the next four years? Put Joe Biden. Watch what happens. You want to see black men get killed substantially? Like, they, like you've never seen before, put your bike in and watch what happens. These Democrats, and I'm sorry to say this, I'm not trying to be racist, but they hate black people. The Republican Party is the party of the blacks. Blacks leave, the Republican Party is the only party that the black people actually assisted in finding. But all of that history has been torn away. People say, oh, there was this big switch. There was never a big switch. The union, the union won because we had grown in the industrial era. So we were able to get trains and get supplies back to our soldiers while the Confederates were still riding horses. They were not able to get the supplies back fast enough, right? So what happened was once slavery was abolished, in the South, the people in the South could no longer make their money from slaves. They had to move to the North to work in the industry to produce. And so the people in the North that already had established they publish themselves in the industry to the south. And so that's where it was a transfer of people coming from the south to the north and people coming from the north to the south. There was never a big switch. So the same Democrats who hated black people from the beginning are the same ones who hate us now. And they use our cause. how did Black Lives Matter turn into something about LGBTQ? When blacks really don't support that. We're concerned about that. We're really not about that. Not only that we don't support abortion. We're about working. This is the black culture. We ain't ever been about that. Not only that we're not about feminism.
7: But we saw that it was a point of conflict night after night between the police department and protesters. And we wanted to de-escalate that. And what we decided was the best way to do that was reopen the streets. And that itself ended up with some ramifications for the precinct to remove anything that was valuable from out of that building. But we will make sure that all of Seattle is safe.
3: You should know leaving the precinct was not my decision. You fought for days to protect it I ask you to stand on that line, day in and day out, to be pelted with projectiles, to be screamed at, threatened, and in some cases hurt. Then to have a change of course nearly two weeks in, it seems like an insult to you and our community.
7: All eyes are on Seattle,
4: and Trump sees an opportunity to make everything that's happening there and really everywhere about his political opponents and their radical ranks.
0: But it is.
2: His move calls to... Dominate the people on the streets, dangling troops again. Wonder what effect that will have on people who say they are tired of being dominated.
0: Hmm. I think we're the ones tired of being dominated, aren't we? We're tired of this rubbish. We're tired of this PC talk, right? And you know what? Indeed. The greatest accomplishment the president of the United States has done is to empower people, empower people to want to know the truth, to want to understand what is going on. Remember, we have said this again and again. Your reality is being hacked. They are telling you how to think, how to talk, how to walk. Every time you have a debate with a Democrat or one of those cabalish types, first they'll change the subject, flip it on you maybe. They will ignore the facts and say that's how you perceive things. Then they'll call you names and then they'll start saying everything under the sun about you. That is the way that they discuss things, right? Now, let's talk about how. They're trying to implement this strategy. So while we're busy focusing on them causing chaos now, they're ramping up how they're reinfecting people. Reinfecting people uh, with a more potent version of uh, the coronavirus. The coronavirus that they said was racist, they said was highly infectious. Now they're like, oh, it's not transferable on surfaces. Masks don't help. They actually... Cause you to be stupider because you can't get enough oxygen, but that, you know, we need my asks. We need to distance ourselves because, you know, every single person is a threat. We have to be careful because these big companies that are changing our history as it continues, right? Being created, they change it because they can. So what's going on? This cult, this cabal is entirely of white people, which is a fact. And they're the ones funding Black Lives Matter, which is basically a war against white people. So who's the one that's going to benefit from all of this that's happening? Think about it. Who is going to be benefiting? What is Pelosi telling you? Who is getting the benefit? What is Schiff telling you? What is Joe Biden telling you? Look at who's telling you is benefiting. They are. Not the black Americans. Not the LGBTQ. Not you. Not I, not your kids, not your future kids, not your future grandkids, not your exes, not your grandparents, nobody except for them is benefiting. And how is that benefit? How is that benefit? Aside from the organizations that are funding this, how are these corporations, these organizations so rich while they're throwing all this money to keep us at war? If anyone, like the Democrats, anyone you meet, suggests ever that in order to make something good, you must divide, then you know you've got a problem. Because control of humanity is their goal. The path that we are on right now is stronger than the path that they want us on. If you know where your destination is and if you know where their destination to take you is, then you can identify what they're doing. It's no longer random and chaotic and oh my gosh, this happened when you understand their end goal. When you understand that fixed point in time that they wish to create, then nothing is random. It totally disappears. It's as clear as anything. It's clear, you know, I can see clearly now. I don't sing, right? That's exactly it. Because then you know that everything they are doing is a scam. And you know what people hate? Being scammed. And once you know the direction that they are trying to take you in, once you know the destination of where they want to go, everything makes sense. You can see it coming. So what people need to do is stop watching the mainstream media. Take a step back. Step away. Listen to everyone and everything. Look for alternative voices. Look for people that are questioning things and telling you to question things. And you put the dots together yourself. If those people that are marching that are really about Black Lives Matter actually took a step back, they'd realize that the only matter, the only lives that matter are the lives of the Democrats, not theirs. Not theirs at all. Because you know what? In the end, it's all just... Welcome back to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So now we're going to talk about something that was coined the Mandela Effect, and you'll understand as to why um, things are happening the way they're happening. Um, there was actually someone, and I'm, uh, I'm going to actually tweet out a picture. I'll, I'll, I'll snapshot it. And I want you guys... Uh, For those of you that are on Twitter, to take a look and tell me, uh, what do you see? I am tweeting this live right now. Let's see. I'll put it on Facebook as well. So, uh, the Mandela fact. So, someone uh, coined it that because of the memories of Mandela. I mean, I'm sure there's some of you out there that remember that he died in prison. I know I did. I have a personal experience with it and it happened, you know, within, you know, a year and I was shocked. So when I was young, I was very ambitious and, 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 um, I had put out a report. (laughs) I was, um, seven or eight had this composition book and I had sketched out, um, renewable energy Uh, that didn't require anything except for you to fill up some water tank and that was about it. It was kind of like a hybrid um, hydroelectric plant, but it was mobile. It it, it used the same type of um, mechanisms. Now, I'm not an engineer, but I'm very good at physics, in math. And so there was this element Element 103 on the periodic table that tickled my fancy when I was young. And I remember looking into this and it was called unexhelium, unexhelium, U-N-E-X-helium, right? That's what it was called. No longer exists on the periodic table. I remember it because I wrote a whole report about it. I sent it off to the Department of Energy. I sent it to NASA and I said, you know, maybe we could create engines like this and our spaceships will never die in space. That got me to go to NASA for the summer. Uh, that also got me some award thing and also got the attention of John Hopkins. And um, aside from already being in one of their programs for gifted students, I was advanced to something else where they would take me out of school and I would go and then they'd bring me back, you know, to work with some special computer. And it was a, a golden yellow type of color. I want to call it like... um. Whoa, can you believe it? I'm forgetting the name of that golden yellow color, mustard, like a mustard gold. So that no longer exists. I can't find it anywhere. And it happened a year after I got the award and everything and and the notebook exists. I still have that. That's mine. And that's never changed, but things can disappear right in front of your eyes. Light can bend in weird ways. Shadows look all odd and creepy and you're just like, what's going on here? So many things are just, something's different. Something is very different. So I just tweeted this out, you guys. Um, I'm going to say, look at the shadows. Seems really, really weird. How something is curving when it's not curvy. It's just, and it was moving. So there's a video. I will put that link out. This happened a few days ago. See, I look at everything. (laughs) Where do you have the time to see all this? I don't. I don't think there are enough t- hours in the day for me for everything that I do. But um, what I want you guys to understand is, is that time, as I said, is not fixed. It's constantly in flux. And it depends also on your perception of time. Older people can actually sit down and literally watch grass grow. It goes by faster. for them. The older you are, the faster time, time moves. And that's because of experience and access to memories, which allow, uh, you know, people to move along um, in their development. And let me get to that development. So two and a half years now, I've been telling you what the plan is that President Trump wants to do, right? Told you it should be happening December 24th, 2020, after his reelection. That's done. We understand that. That's the goal. So everything you see that's being done in between is all a facade. All lies, 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 lies. To my listeners, I've been trying to get you comfortable with the idea that your genetic material is actually programming software, right? And that you're simply a program. Now, um what you need to understand is, is that just like in any program, it can be rewritten and it can be attenuated in certain places. Um, and it can be hijacked. There could be viruses. There could be snipping of code, replacement of code, right? Right. Are you getting that? And Every program, every application, even on your computer, runs independently, correct? But then there's a collective program. So think of it like Windows. Windows is the platform that all us, the programs, work on. This isn't kind of some I'm plugged up matrix thing, okay? The matrix was a simple way for people to understand it. It's way ahead of its time, and the mr andersons we see everywhere are the ones changing things. The Mandela effect is simply the repercussions that we have when timelines are shifted and merged, kind of like i 've said now. so at the moment, right now at thirteen forty three p m Eastern time, we have a fifty six percent chance on the goal of the president of the United States being President Donald J. Trump. There is a 30% chance that he's not. And the remaining percentage is some really weird stuff like the end of humanity, which is always there. There's different versions. Because anything can happen, right? Now, when I say 56% chance, we're talking the whole band of all these different timelines that kind of get bundled together. Cause they're similar. Kind of like if you want to sort through things, you'll put all the shoes in one box, all the shirts in another skirts in another pants in another. So this 56% is like putting all the shoes in one box because in the end, president Trump is still going to become president. Whatever events happen, he's still going to be president again. And then that 30%, which is actually 31% right now, and it's 13.44 p.m., uh, you know, uh, that uh, he won't be president. And, And that's a really big percentage, right? And that's because there are certain little hacks that they do in order to change our now to make that 31%, 50%, 60%, 70%, 90%. Do you see what I'm trying to say? These little things coming in just slowly. It's a hack slowly. Now I've said this before, four corners of the earth, four years in one year, four different timelines happening. A timeline of summer, a timeline of winter, a timeline of fall and a timeline of spring that all converge. So one timeline of today is actually four in one. So you can understand it that way. So think of the reality hacking right now that you can blatantly see. You can see it, please. You can see it. You can see that they are changing our history in front of our eyes. They are telling us things that do not make sense and that we have the people that have been retaining power for so long coming out, aiding it and abetting it. And all those people that you see out there protesting are just newbie programs are just programs with bad code or just programs that were hijacked with the right viruses in order for them to not be able to identify external threats. They have no firewall. Your telomeres are your firewall. Your ability to critically think is your firewall. The purpose of a virus is to come in. That was it. A Mandela effect isn't forgetting. Something it's the reality being distorted in front of you. It is the distortion that you identify with. How many of you remember the monopoly man, the monopoly man that had a monocle, because they're telling you he never had a monocle. How many of you remember that he had a monocle? I do. My children do. That was recent. Do you know when that changed? 2016, November 7th, 2016. That's when it changed. How do I know? I went Christmas shopping and I thought to myself, hold on. What? We were going to go get it again, you know, and I totally dismissed that memory dismissed it because it wasn't something that I was really caring about at that moment. And it came back just again recently when my daughter said, mom, maybe we should get another game. What happened to the month? What's going on here? Money bags. this. How many of you remember the pieces that were part of Monopoly that no longer really existed? This is reality changing in front of you. And your programming did not allow full hijack. Because what you have to remember is that the reality that you live in is in your mind. It is yours. Nobody else is yours. You comply and allow reality of another to merge with yours. That's the only thing that you comply with willingly to make sense of your situation. I mean, you define your boundaries. A lot of us think the food we eat transforms our body, makes us fat or thin. We're all, we're all on it. But in essence, you know, you can say, Oh, I want to be five inches taller. And if you believe that you can be five inches, you probably will. Cause you are in command of every single cell in your body, but the reality that we have voluntarily complied with through our complacency of acceptance of a general reality, we are disallowed to have that power. You know how people could move mountains and manipulate sound and energy in a way where they can lift a building up if they wanted to. I mean, you can actually do that. But, you know, reality right now tells us we can't. Reality right now tells us we are unable to. It's all constructed. It's all a lie. There's people out there that have said things, outrageous things, like, I've been to Mars and I live there and then I was regressed back into being a young person and now I'm living here. No, you didn't. You just... We're able to see a parallel. Was that past or was that future? Now that's a question one can ask. What do you think? What do you think Mars is? 13 families, 13 families, then and now. The shifting of reality is happening in front of your eyes. And we are unable to see it clearly. Clearly. Understand their end goal. It's the enslavement of your thought. Not your body. Your thought. Your thoughts are energy. Endless energy. All stemming back to some little gland called the pineal gland. Super energy. Energy. That's what they need. Energy. That's what they want. Energy. What they want is your thoughts. They want to control you. They want to be in charge of you. They want to dominate you. They want you to be a complacent program in their little network. Same 13 families again. 13, 13, 13. We are seeing reality being hacked in front of us from simple thing like General Flynn's case. What a joke. Even Lindsey Graham's reality has started to become hacked. Listen to this.
2: What's happening is a disgrace. This is a corrupt situation. We caught them spying on my campaign. They were spying. I said that a long time ago, remember? But I said it without great knowledge. It turned out to be correct. They were spying on my campaign. And if that were the other way around, if it was switched with Democrat and Republican, the opposite way, uh, you'd have people in jail for 50 years for what they did because that's treason.
0: President Trump blasting corruption against his campaign as the case against his former national security adviser Michael Flynn is ordered to be dismissed by a federal appeals court this week.
1: Here uh, to discuss this, somebody knows this
2: case as well as anyone, he's Senate Judiciary uh, Committee Chairman. He's the South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. Uh, Senator, when you looked at this and saw the struck memo,
7: what's, uh, pun intended, what struck you, what changed? well it's just a continuation of an old theme enough is enough judge sullivan's gone rogue i've been a lawyer most of my adult life before i got in politics a military judge prosecutor and defense attorney i've never known in my entire life a case where the government comes forward and asks the court to withdraw charges because they find it sculptor evidence not revealed to the court or the defendant and the judge refuses to grant the motion by the government so the appeals court has ruled two to one for Rita Mandamus ordering Sullivan to drop the charges, uh, he is staying the hearing. So this has become a complete joke, and it's very unfair to General Flynn. And eventually, General Flynn will will receive justice, but it's going to take a while, apparently.
4: Senator, one of the things we've discovered, as this has been announced uh, in the last. I don't know, 72 hours or so, is the fact that we've now seen some of these handwritten notes uh, thanks to Mr. Flynn's attorneys. And one of them could be just a smoking gun because it looks like the vice president of the United States while in the Oval Office with Susan Rice, Sally Yates, the president, everybody there. It sounds like Vice President Biden was talking about the Logan Act when it came to him. And suddenly, fast forward to today, it's like, well, maybe that's where that all got started.
7: Well, that's a really good question. Uh, number one, why are we getting these notes now? Right. Where are these notes been? Where were the notes we got about a month or so ago from the Department of Justice? Bill Barr has done a good job of cleaning up the sewer that was the Obama Justice Department. On January the 4th, the FBI agent in charge of the Flynn investigation wrote a memo recommending that flynn be dropped from crossfire hurricane because there was no there there i'm trying to interview that agent but i've been unsuccessful so mm-hmm. far i'll keep trying on january the 5th you have a meeting in the oval office with the vice president and the president and the logan act is mentioned the one thing i can tell your view
0: logan act mentioned by biden reality is being hacked on all levels at all degrees What I'm trying to explain to you is you need to tune everything out and start thinking from within. You know, have you ever opened up, uh, I don't know, a text that is foreign to you? Not foreign as in a language, but um, something like, uh, like grab some biology text and uh, read something about, um, let's see, about... uh, what what would be the process of fermentation and like just a chapter online or whatever and think about it did you already know it before you read it just think about that ask yourself that question whatever you pull out that's scientific that's biologically based okay we're talking biology because that's the one thing that they can't really alter they can alter the numbers and they can fabricate the communication see they call it cellular signaling it's cell signaling it 's talking right uh, again i 'm going to go back to to two things that I did in um, in school <laughs> that you know I should get a public. i just don 't have the time um, I should though uh, plant physiology I, I love that class. we were supposed to do some grand project on it on the physiology of plants, so i uh, Thought I could uh, give a little glimpse into what Tori really is. And I explained why plants migrated onto land. So nobody could prove me wrong because nobody knows why it happened. I gave a thorough explanation. Gravity happened. Gravity changed. This is why if you recreate a dinosaur today, they will die. They will crush under their own weight because there isn't enough oxygen in the air. It's only 21% and carbon's even lower. This is why bugs are no longer bigger because they rely on atmospheric pressure to pump through oxygen through their lymph holes. They don't even pump blood as you know it. it. They have like little holes in their exoskeleton where air goes through and the atmospheric pressure carries, obviously pushes the air through and the concentration of oxygen that exists uh, is enough for the small bodies. You know, nobody could explain that. Why were trees and plants so massive back then? Tons and tons of oxygen. See, they created the oxygen, huge plants created the, filled it. And suddenly from armored animals, we had dinosaurs. And then they all left because there was a, a meteor, right? It wasn't the 13 families trying to, you know, terraform it. Nope. 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 Total meteor. Um, because this is how you create things. So this is how I proved why plants migrated, why they were big and why they've changed. No one's done that. They just tell you, yep. so plants decided to algae just decided to walk out of the water and onto the land. And everyone's like, yep, yep, yep. I remember reading that and saying, no, well, why? So that was one. The other one was in the graduate session Amazing guy. I've talked about him again. He's really great when it comes. If you're a farmer, man, you want to tap into Dr. Vincelli out in Lexington, Lexington Kentucky. This guy uh, is one of the best people that can identify what's wrong with your crops instantly. I mean, he works on, you know, bluegrass, um, a photology there, right? But he's, he's incredible. And I remember sitting, learning about diseases in plants, and I wanted to learn about cankers. On trees because it looked like cancer to me. And then I was really disappointed after that whole semester saying, damn, can't use that as a model because it's not cancer. It's just two different species mating. So, here he is saying, well, you know, it's when a bacteria enters a wound of the plant and then it kind of exchanges DNA and then, you know, this this thing that looks like cauliflower starts growing on the plant or the tree usually. And I was like, why? Well, it just – that's the way it's virulent. But – It's not really virulent. It's agrobacterium tumefaciens isn't virulent. It's not a virulent strand. It's just a bacteria that exists and its virulence is exchanging DNA. What is exchanging DNA? Copulation. Reproduction. Doesn't sound like a virus, does it? No. Because what crown galls are, are a hybrid between bacterial cells and plant cells. Mating. Mating on a molecular level. Why, I ask. Uh, I don't know. It just If there's a wound, it enters the roots, goes up, and at some point, it starts to exchange DNA. Why? Nobody can answer. I found out. Found Dr. Bonnie Bassler, who is a pioneer in bacterial communication. And you should watch some of her videos in TED Talks. And from her, I found out that the molecule that a tree, uh, well, I, I put it together. She was talking about how they talk to each other molecule from a tree that is excreted when it hurts to signal the rest of the cells around it that it ne- they need to heal is almost identical to that of agrobacterium tumefaciens mating call ergo there's the mystery solved no one's written a paper about it i did never published it i did why because everything makes sense If you look at it carefully, if you understand the end game, end game was reproduction. Ergo, there had to be some foreplay or some chit chat. And that's how reality hacking works. They tell you what to think. So you stop thinking. So on that note, God bless from all of us here. Red state talk radio. I'll see you all on Monday. Same time, same place. Have a great weekend.